It's not just another day in your life. Things are changing for the better. At Comcast, we see those changes and we're thinking about how we use technology today to live, work, learn, and play. And we're building for the future now, so we're better prepared for the wants and needs of tomorrow. That's why Comcast is rolling out multi-gig internet speeds to more than 50 million homes and businesses before the end of 2025, making our already industry-leading network even faster, smarter, greener, and more reliable. Over the decades, Comcast has been your partner, working hard to serve your community, and will continue to be your partner. We're expanding our gigabits so you can enjoy the tiny bits that matter most. Want your boss to put some real action behind the rhetoric when they talk about making your workplace more inclusive? Find out how to hold their feet to the fire and demand diversity on the Diversity Dude podcast. Hello there, and welcome back to the Diversity Dude podcast. I'm your host, Lambert Fisher marriage and family therapist, award-winning author, and national speaker on the topic of multicultural awareness and diversity. And for those of you who are interested in even more positive and encouraging tips and strategies beyond what I share in podcasts like this, then feel free to check out my award-winning book, Diversity in Clinical Practice, nationally recognized for the unique way in which it addresses the often difficult topic of multicultural awareness and diversity. Designed for more than just therapists, if you are a helping professional in any way, diversity in clinical practice can help you meet the greatest variety of cultural needs possible for those whom you serve. It is available in paper and audiobook versions for your convenience. And whether it be through my one-on-one relationship building efforts as a therapist or my informing and empowering efforts as an author or speaker, know that my personal mission is to do my part to improve the world one strengthened relationship at a time. So today I want to share an encouraging perspective on common myths of culturally competent mental health care. Now, since there's still a little bit more time in the month, I'd like to, again, acknowledge that May is Mental Health Awareness Month. In my most recent podcast, I explored the significance of finding and making the most of culturally competent mental health care. Feel free to go back and listen to that one if you haven't already done so. Building upon that foundation of why culturally competent mental health care is beneficial, I want to follow up on that idea by exploring a few common myths or cautions of mental health care that can often serve as barriers to seeking or fully engaging in mental health support. Myth number one, therapy is only for white people. Now, on one hand, this myth often stems from the reality that many of the pioneers in the mental health and psychology field are indeed white and thus the lack of representation of people of color in the formation of psychology and the primary theories and practices of the field were not specifically created for a cultural diversity in mind. There is even further merit to this caution beyond historical precedent when we see the ways in which the conclusions of psychological experts have at times been used to justify skewed perspectives that haven't always positively impacted how people of color are viewed and treated. All that being said, similar to the medical health field, this caution is based on an incomplete picture of history and the present. Historically, just as there are many medical healthcare professionals of color who are integral in building how medicine helps people today, but whose history was not sufficiently passed down or shared widely, so also are there mental health professionals who, uh, of color who are integral into our understanding of the mind and how we help others maximize our full potential today. 
Not only that, but just as there are medical healthcare professionals today who believe and promote skewed perspectives that negatively impact people of color, these perspectives are not automatically facts. And just as the existence of bad doctors doesn't mean that healthcare as a whole isn't for people of color, unprofessional mental health care doesn't mean that people of color cannot benefit from culturally competent mental health care mental health care professionals uh, professionals who not only care enough today to see and value every individual they serve no matter their cultural similarities or differences but are also skilled enough to discern the mental health truths within historical precedent in consideration of culturally competent context today but more on that Feel free to look up efforts to decolonize mental health care and healthy ways in which quality mental health care can be applied to everyone, no matter their racial or ethnic background. Myth number two, I don't need therapy. I've got faith. Acknowledging that culture is more than just race and ethnicity, many people conclude that not only is faith a substitute for mental health care, but also that mental health care is anti-faith. Okay, so regarding the first belief that faith is a substitute for mental health care, many people believe that struggles with thinking and feeling and decision making result in experiences of depression and anxiety and more that don't need mental health care professionals to resolve. We just need prayer. Uh, having grown up in a strong faith environment and having embraced faith beliefs of my own, beyond which that was out that which I was surrounded by, I can very much understand this sentiment even beyond the differences in the origins of humanity or what will happen after we die, I'm a fan of the emotional and relational benefits of faith in daily interactions and efforts to live one's best life. That being said, I also recognize that there are many ways in which the support and skill set of a faith leader often differs significantly from mental health care professionals. Not only that, but the ways in which psychological research has helped us understand the mind and how we were all created and how we make decisions that the, the decisions that we do are correlated with practical strategies for how to strategically and selectively bring out growth that's often outside of the usual roles and responsibilities of faith leaders. This in no way means that either one replaces the other for in so many ways. Faith leaders have the ability to positively impact people's lives in ways that no other support provides. It is for this reason that I believe that collaboration between faith leaders and mental health care professionals can provide an even better enhanced support system for everyone in communities everywhere. Similarly, regarding that second belief that mental health care is anti-faith, true culturally competent mental health care professionals make intentional efforts to find ways to see a person's faith beliefs or lack thereof, if that's a choice, as an asset to their mental health progress and growth, rather than a hindrance. You don't need to share the faith belief of the mental health care professional you have to have your values affirmed for the significance it has for you, not for them, and for their mental health care to be personalized to serve you within your belief system, rather than requiring you to leave your faith at the door in order to receive support. And then myth number three, Therapy will try to change who I am, my whole identity. Similar to faith beliefs, many people worry that in order to receive help and support from a mental health professional, they'll need to check aspects of their identity, who they know themselves to be, that are important to them at the door. This could be their faith, this could be political beliefs, this could be their gender, gender identity, and more. Unfortunately, I have to acknowledge that there are in fact professionals in a mental health care field who have used their time and energy unethically 
using their authority to convince people that aspects of their identity are the primary source of their struggles and that the only way to improve their lives is to become someone else. I have to admit, this makes me furious, for when people seek mental health support from professionals, they are risking allowing themselves to emotionally be vulnerable, and this must be taken seriously and treated with care and consideration. True, culturally competent mental health care professionals make intentional efforts to understand who you know yourself to be. And if you're still growing in this understanding of yourself, a culturally competent mental health care professional would be able to support you in those efforts to help you explore yourself from within, to learn more about who you are without skewing or manipulating you to become who they are or who they think you should be. The common theme in responding to these cautions and myths is that culturally competent mental health care can in fact be for everyone. For it doesn't have to be about culturally skewed labels or diagnoses and things like that. Instead, we can all benefit from support and understanding ourselves and how to live our best lives. It isn't just for some people. And no matter how psychology started or has progressed over time, today it can be customized to accommodate similarities and differences across a variety of cultural backgrounds and identities. My hope for you is that if you or someone you know finds yourself struggling or with undesirable thoughts, feelings, or difficult life decisions and situations and can benefit from mental health care and support, that you would take the risk of finding not just anyone, but a culturally competent professional who, whether they look like you or share similar life experiences, will be able to see you, understand you, value you, and help you make the best decisions for your life not theirs. And with that, I'll say thanks again for listening in to the Diversity Do podcast. If you have any pressing diversity-related questions that you'd like me to address on an upcoming podcast, or if your organization is in need of a shame-free and empowering guest speaker or training on this often sensitive topic, then feel free to reach out to me directly at www.diversitymadesimple.com. And if you know of anyone who could benefit from a positive and encouraging perspective on this often difficult topic of diversity, feel free to send them a link to this podcast so they can be encouraged as well or share with them my award-winning book, Diversity and Clinical Practice, available at Amazon.com. And as usual, I look forward to addressing as many topics as possible in as many future podcasts as possible to help you improve as many relationships as possible at work, at home, and in your community. And as always, remember this, you don't need to know everything about everyone in order to have a positive impact on someone. Thank you all for tuning in and have a great day. Tune in each week and find out how to demand and implement diversity at your job. To hear more, check out previous Diversity Dude shows on ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. Hi, I'm Shaletta Burnage. I'm a media personality, podcaster, and a business owner. But my most important role is mom. Three of my beautiful kids have been diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder. When I didn't know who to trust or where to turn, I found ACRA. ACRA provides home care services to families all over Minnesota. The care is not one size fits all. They know each one of my kids is unique. They listen to what resources we needed and what's best for our family. I've seen my kids grow and thrive with ACRA's in-home care. While autism is the most common diagnosis among ACRA clients, ACRA offers personalized in-home care services for people with disabilities, chronic illnesses, behavioral diagnosis, and mental illness. 
They work with children, adolescents, and older folks too. Find out more about ACRA at their website, acrahomecare.org. ACRA helps me provide my kids with a better quality of life. They can do it for your family too. When I walked across that stage at my high school graduation, I was excited, but confused about my next step. Then I walked through the doors at Doherty Family College. Doherty Family College is part of the University of St. Thomas. It's a two-year college that lets you earn an associate's degree and puts you on a path to your bachelor's degree. Classes are small, so I have a personal relationship with professors committed to my success. Like the name says, they treat us like family. They call us scholars because they believe we could do anything we put our minds to. They set us up for excellence with free tutoring, and that's not the only thing that's free. Laptops, books, even breakfast and lunch, and bus fare. That's part of the package here at Doherty Family College. It's even free to apply. So do like I did. Go to dfc.stthomas.edu and set up a tour. We'd be excited to welcome you to our family here at Doherty Family College. You know Shaletta makes you laugh. But did you know Shaletta Brundage can also make you think and boost your business? Media personality, activist, and comedian Shaletta Brundage founded Shaletta Makes Me Laugh to celebrate and share the best of black culture. It's a podcasting platform. You can download 10 weekly podcasts hosted by African-American subject experts at ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com is also a production house creating broadcast quality commercial content. And Shaletta and her team of storytellers create powerful promotional campaigns to get businesses the brand awareness they're looking for. Some of Minnesota's top businesses trust Shaletta, and you can too. Get out the word about your events and products and get in front of communities of color with ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. She's got the power to help your business. Our mental health is part of our total well-being. We're worthy of joy and self-care. Because when we see mental health, we see a community that cares. www.cmentalhealth.org You manage expenses. You manage risk. You manage market fluctuations. You manage productivity, inventory, and delivery. And some days, you just manage. Work with a banker who understands that helping your business through challenging times takes a thoughtful plan, creative thinking, and a partner you can count on. Work with Bremer Bank, because understanding is everything. Put us to work for you today at bremer.com. At General Mills, our table is your table. And we believe racial equity, diversity, and inclusion are key ingredients for our success. Learn more about our work to inspire change at generalmills.com forward slash racial equity. 